Blog Talk Radio. It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Speedway Show. Our topic today is part of our two independent series, and it is entitled Wifely Submission. This show is particularly for the fellas. Is your wife not sufficiently submissive? Do you wish your girlfriend would step back and let you lead the relationship just once? If you are the wife or the girlfriend, do you notice resentment in your beloved when you, quote-unquote, assert yourself? Because you certainly wouldn't call it running him over, right? Do you think? You would be happy to surrender control if only you could trust him to step up. Did you mom did your mom ever teach you to 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 be more submissive or did she demonstrate what submission looks like? Are you wondering what to teach your daughters about submission? This show then is for you. We are going to visit with my guest. Dr. Antoinette Smith, as we unpack the challenging questions around wifely submission. Dr. Smith is the author of the book, You Are More Than What Meets the Eye, The Independent Woman's Guide to Becoming Wifely Material. If you haven't picked up a copy of this fascinating book, you can get it from the posting for this or any of the two independent episodes on www.spiway.com or thespiwayshow.com. And let me tell you, this book isn't only good for singles, but for married women trying to define their role as a successful wife. Some of you may be wives out there, but you may not be particularly good at it. Or if you're honest, you may not feel like you're being particularly successful at it. So with that, Dr. Antoinette Smith, welcome to the Speedway Show. Hello, how are you? I am fine. How are you doing? Fine. Sorry for the delay. Um, Thank you so much for complimenting my book and that word surrender. How are you? I am doing quite well. It's a beautiful day in Minnesota. It's a little snowy and just a little cold, but we can get around, so it ain't bad. Now, a while ago, I did a show with a uh, with the host of a KMOJ FM radio station here in Minneapolis, and the show was called Women Submit to Your Husbands. What? So, listeners, if you missed it, you can find it. Uh, in fact, it was a video show on com and listen to what some of the callers had to say. This is a topic that often gets women in particular just riled up because their attitude and their you know, immediate reaction is, what, submit? What do you mean, submit? So tell us, Dr. Smith, what does it mean to submit? You know, submit used to be one of those words that I actually struggled with before, too. So I do understand that anxiety that comes upon us when we hear that word submission and submit. But it actually means to empower yourself, empower yourself to be wise. And see, what what happens is 
we tend to have a problem using that word submission or submit when it comes to being a wife, but we do that in so many other areas, like on our job. We submit to what it takes to be promoted. Uh, we submit to the academia world, what it takes to get a degree. We submit to the doctor's prescription. We submit to what to wear at a black tie event. So submit just means empowering yourself to be wise within the situation. And so if we think about it in biblical terms, you know, submitting in a relationship and you're married, for example, uh, the way I look at it as if I'm submitting to God. So God wants me to be kind to not only my husband but to other individuals. You know, God wants me to uh, allow my husband or put him in a position or just support, be supportive of his leadership role. So my dedication is is to God, and so I see submission with all of those things, all of the above. I have to say that is probably I'm searching my mind, but that is actually the best definition I have ever heard of this concept of submission. Because when you start the definition with empower, I think it runs counter to what most people think about, as you said, when they think submission. Because, you know, a lot of a lot of people, when they think submit, they start thinking slavery, they start thinking chains and shekels and bowed head and, you know, on my knees being, you know, perhaps trampled upon by my spouse, by my boyfriend, by my whomever. So when you when you define it as empowering, I think that is that is really um it's 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 really an innovative way to look at it because quite honestly I never thought about submission as empowerment. So I like I like you I really like your definition. A man once told me that um in his significant other he didn't see submission, but that what he did see was strength and compromise. And this was right around that time we were having this discussion on, on KMOJ about, you know, women submitting to their husbands. Do you see Submission as, you know, is it really synonymous in some respects with um, strength and compromise, or do you see them as completely different things? Oh, I see them as the same. It's it, it still falls under what I was saying before, that to me, submit means to empower yourself to be wise. Now, if you could envision, I don't know, China dinnerware, and you have some stitch-like pattern of sophisticated linen, and you place your finest dinnerware out on the table. And let's try to think of what this word submit. I came up with the meaning of, of the initial to try to illustrate. So we think about this plate or this dinnerware or, or table setting. Think of it as submitting means, the word submit means, as a wife means to serve yourself, unsurpassed, behavior and mind with intentions to trust. So let me repeat that. Serve your unsurpassed behavior and mind with intentions to trust. And the trust part comes with understanding you don't know everything. You don't know why whatever is happening is happening. But but this is all you're doing. You're saying I'm going to trust in this person and really the ultimate trust for me is God, but let's just suppose you're trying to trust in this person. 
And we want to be cautious about trusting in an individual because they have limitations just like we have limitations. But that's what you're doing. You're saying, I'm just going to trust, good or bad, wrong or right, I'm just going to trust in their leadership. Well, Is that making sense to you? It makes sense to me. But I think the the natural objections to those things, you know, is when you think about submission to God, and this is something that I find a lot of people don't really understand either, right, because I think perhaps in our society today we have been so conditioned to this idea that self-sufficiency is king and you should trust no one and you should serve no one, right, So even with the idea of submission to God, you know, the whole reason you would submit to God is aside from the fact that he will never let you down and you can always trust him in all things, um, is also the fact that if you are submissive, then that means you will allow him to drive and steer your life in ways that are going to be best for you based on what he knows, as opposed to the limitations of that which you can see with your two eyes and your other senses, right? But when it comes to trusting a man or a woman, another individual, one of the the objections that I have heard women say is, well, what if he is not trustworthy? What if he has not earned my respect or my confidence that he is going to do and make the right decisions? Then what? Trust is a difficult one. So if you're with someone that you cannot trust, you I, I really sometimes I there's so many factors when I look at other relationships, there's so many factors that play a role. It could be based on the woman's history, actually a combination, a woman's history, the man's history, the history of the relationship, just your expectations and how are you, how are you defining trust? And are you placing that person on um a, a no fault type of, of, of ground. Are you saying, you know, you're here, you, you cannot fail me, you, everything that you say has to come true for me, and, and, and you know, are you taking the human element out of it? So it's really difficult. I want to just acknowledge that it's difficult to understand that. It's difficult to be in a relationship when you do not trust that individual. Uh, trust is definitely needed. If it's infidelity issues, uh, that's a whole different topic. But if you're saying, can you trust this person to be a leader, because that's what submission is all about. It's about, Mm -hmm. you know, trusting that person to live out their own destiny. If you have, if you have, if you, if you allowed this person to come into your life, then you had to have values. And so you take what you, whatever that is. So if, if perhaps, um, and, and hopefully when you saw this person, you saw leadership. I mean, a oh, lot of times we leaders, sometimes we're not. But we have to, it's so much to examine. I can't really speak on that, to be honest with you, because you have to examine why did you select that person? Why are you still in a relationship with that person? And if you choose to be in a relationship with that person, then you should also choose to trust their leadership. And, and leadership doesn't mean that I'm going to be right all the time. Leadership means that I cannot fail. Leadership doesn't mean that I'm going to drive you down the wrong road. Leadership doesn't mean any of that. Leadership means so many things. Leadership means that I might be, you may have me in a leadership position, and I don't even know how to lead. But we 
been in challenging situations that scared us. And the difference sometimes between men and women, men will not say, listen, I'm scared. I don't know how to do this. I'm not even going to show you that I don't know how to do this. And that's why as women we have to look within ourselves to see, to ask ourselves, do we want to continue challenging them in a position that they may not be the experts in, or do we want to take a more back-seated role and say, baby, I support you, let's roll together, let's roll together. But it's hard for them to even mess up if we're constantly challenging them in a learning process for them. Well, you know, to your point, I think it's a fair thing to say that if you are in a dating situation, maybe part of the challenge is the choice you made in the first place, right? So if you knew from the beginning, because it's my, it's my personal view that people don't change that much. So he who did not have leadership skills or competencies to lead a household and be the head of my household um, five months from now probably didn't have them when I met him. I might have I might but, have but if that's noticed. the case, that's true. If that's the case, then you have to be wise and understand, you know, maybe you're okay with that. Maybe you're okay with this person is not the leader right now today. But when you go into a relationship, you have to be aware of your limitations theirs. You have to be aware of the limitations of the relationship. And you have to nurture those to grow into a direction that you desire it to grow. Whether you're in the relationship to benefit you, to benefit him, to benefit the party. And we're talking about unmarried individuals. But you have to have goals. So once you bring that person into your life, then what is your goal for them? Are you, is your goal to turn them into a leader when they, when they did not demonstrate that they were a leader? Um, and so if that is your goal, then you have to be supportive of, of them when they fail and when they succeed. I have many That's leaders true. in my life, and, I, and because I value them, because I, I admire them, it may not even be a trust issue. I have not been in a situation where, you know, I needed to trust all of my leaders in, the, in my life, but I believed in them. And me and them seeing me believe in them, they have more of a desire to meet that expectation, and that's what we need to do. And listeners, I would suggest to you, if you didn't listen to it, uh, take a listen to the show that we previously did, especially if you're balking at this and thinking, oh, well, I don't know, I'm looking at him and he's not this and he's not that. Take a listen to our show that we did entitled It's Not Him, It's You. And one of the things that you said in that show, um, Dr. Smith, that stuck with me was, it's always you. So, so it could be that the choice that you made wasn't the right one or that you have changed your mind about what you want, uh, or maybe you have tried to change him and train him and fix him and do all the things that you, you know, thought you should be able to do, and you haven't because people don't change that much. Um, but I thought that was a, a really good point that you made, that at the end of the day when it comes to your happiness, your life, and what's going on with, with, with your relationships, there is always something that you can do or there's always something that you can do different in order to have a different kind of experience in your relationship. So what do you say to the person who says, 
Well, you know, okay, so we're we're married, so it's not a dating situation anymore, and, you know, let's just, for the sake of argument, just say, you know, now that we're married, I don't have an out. I'm stuck with whomever, however I made the choice, it's water under the bridge, it is what it is. Now he's lost his job. What if he's not employed? I feel like I have to lead because I am now the breadwinner. So how does this concept of submission work? If, for example, he's down and out. (laughs) If you find yourself the breadwinner, continue to be the breadwinner. Continue to uh, do your part in the relationship. But do not fire him from being the head of the household. Do not fire him from his leadership position because it takes much more than a job to be a leader. You can be a leader without a job. So you really have to examine your definition of what a leadership role is. You know, when during the time when um, so many individuals lost their jobs, marriages were falling apart. And I thought, did these women ever think, now I don't know why the marriage fell apart, but let's suppose their husband lost their job. And all of a sudden, you know, you're left with all the responsibility, taking care of the kids, and also, you know, paying the bills, do you bail out? You, no, you don't bail out. You don't bail out because someone can no longer meet your expectations. Develop new expectations. Develop new rules. Develop new guidelines between the two of you. Develop just new roles for each of you. You Sometimes, have to be committed to each other. Yes. So Sometimes. I think it's fair to say that we attach certain qualities to the concept of leadership and what I hear you saying and hopefully what the listeners also hear you saying is that actually leadership is not the thing that you tie to some artificial um, pillar of expectation. So just because, you know, just because he is employed or he's not employed does not, alter whether or not he is a good leader for your household. So can you, and and I'm going off the cuff just because of the way that you said this, but it it did strike me, if I'm a woman and I'm listening to this show, what I might be wondering is, well, if it's not about his job, if leadership is not about, you know, whatever my expectation is that I've created in my mind that has to do with, you know, perfection, then what does it mean? for him to be a leader. What is the expectation that I should have of my husband to lead our household? What does that what is the right way of defining what that means? If there's a right way. A right way to define leadership. Hmm. When you know, when I think about leadership, I have to say for each of us and I try to do this in my book, actually, for each of the readers. So I have you trace back in your history to determine what does a leader mean for you? What does a leader mean for you? And then whatever that definition is for you, you may need to question it, or you you just want to challenge your understanding of what a leader is. So... Can I say that a leader has to be the breadwinner? I can't say that. I cannot support that. 
Can I say that a leader has to do the chores around the house? I cannot support that. Can I say that a leader needs to know how to communicate with you? I cannot support that. Can I say that a leader must always lead? I don't think a leader can always lead. I think a leader knows when to lead and when not to lead. But here's what we have to understand. We have to understand that no one is delivered to us on a silver platter. We don't deliver ourselves on a silver platter. So we have to be careful in judging others. We have to be careful in defining what someone else should be like for us. We have to have that love within us. We have to have understanding. We have to surrender ourselves to the unknown. If they're acting out of place, maybe it doesn't fit your definition of what a leader is. If, let's, let's go back to the breadwinner. Let's suppose for some reason he's out of a job. I've heard these stories. He's out of a job. He doesn't look for a job. He's sitting home, I don't know, eating chips, watching TV, <laughs> And, you know, you're getting up, you're going out, you know, you're paying all the bills. What if that is your situation? And I'll make the assumption that it was not your situation in the beginning or maybe you just had a, maybe it was and you, you thought it was uh, going to be, it was going to turn around. But right now it shocks you and you didn't know that was going to be your situation. So do you run and say, I, I, don't, I don't know what this picture looks like. i got to get out. i got to get out. So what we have to make sure is that we're not defining leadership within our household that's set. We have to actually come to the table with our partner and express how it makes us feel that we're the ones going out, bringing home the money while, while they're at home. We have to express that because maybe it's something else they can do. Maybe it's something they're fearful of. And women, we are so powerful. We have to tap into that nurturing part of us and say, baby, listen, you know, instead of, you know, approaching it as to how it makes us feel, perhaps, maybe you can say, tell me how you're feeling. You know, how how can we get through this together? I want to be there for you. So it could be you have to know your man and you have to know yourself and you have to use your kind, loving words to pull the best out of him. And a lot of times we jump through that. We don't really spend time there. We go to, I need this, I need this, I need that, because guess what? You do not fit my model of a leadership. But maybe you don't fit his model of whatever his whatever it is, whatever is important to him, maybe you don't fit that for him. So we just got to be careful in judging people and making them live up to standards that we may not have a good foundation or justification for our standards. I know many, can't say many, but I know, I'll say I know three men who live at home, their wives are the breadwinners, and guess what? They are leaders. They are leaders in their household. Wives why are happy. Is, why is submission important? Oh, my goodness. Submission is important. It, it brings, uh, first of all, let's just, you know, just, let's just admit that we all like leadership, okay? So if we know that we all like leadership, we all like, this, speaking of women, we all like when someone uh, trusts us, okay? And, and the same thing for men. They like, they like to be leaders. They like to know that we trust them. Um, 
And then for all of us, when we fail, we like to know that someone is in our corner. We like to know that someone is very supportive of us. So submission takes humility. And marriage cannot work. Now, you know, you're going to see your good marriages and you're going to see your bad marriages. And a lot of times the difference is the woman. The woman has not learned that whole submission part. So what I'm saying to you is when we submit, you tend to take away those controlling things that come that come through nagging, that come through deception and manipulation. Those are things that we can do. But for all of those, those are consequences. Those are consequences that we may not get what we want. Consequences we may not get the best of us because we're using nagging or we're using complaint, we're using a type of deception or we're saying negative words. And all of those have consequences. And they may not be consequences for five minutes. It may be consequences for five years. So we just want to be very careful. And so there's nothing wrong with um, humility, being humble. And, and so just so you'll understand that the, way, the reason I believe it's important is because if you are in a marriage, when you, you are empowering your husband to take the lead role, and to me, that means that all the good things are going to come back your way because you believed in someone. And if he sees that you're believing in him, whether good or bad, I mean, that's just goodness that's going to come back to you, to you and your family. It's, it's a great feeling. In your observation and experience, have you encountered any good reasons why a woman should not submit to her husband? Uh, should not submit to her husband. Mm-hmm. I, I have to honestly say I have not seen any situation. No. If we're not married, do I have to submit to my boyfriend too, or can I just wait till marriage? I'd like for you to be in practice. I think women should be in practice. So he may not be, uh, so he may not be that Mr. Right for you. But I believe you should be in practice because practice leads to preparation, and preparation is leads to greater things. So he may not be the beneficiary of your growth, but you should take advantage of that opportunity. To me, it's just as simple as anyone that you spend time with. You should take an opportunity to learn more about yourself, more about that person. Um, And so should you submit to them in the way, as as if he's your husband, I think you should look at it more like you are in practice for improving yourself, your growth. Is there a point at which, let's say I try the submission thing and, you know, I, for whatever reason, I conclude this ain't panning out. This guy is still whatever he is that I thought, you know, was not worthy of submission. Can I go back to, is there ever a point where I can go back to bossing him around? Can I just take <laughs> over the reins of the household and say, you know, step aside, please. <laughs> Let me in. I'll run the household now. Is there ever a time when that's okay? 
uh, I hope your listeners are fine when I tell you. I don't think that there's ever a time when it's okay. But your listeners okay. also need to know, they also need to know that I'm a leader in so many ways. To me, it's a pleasure to allow the man to lead because I can focus on other things. I can focus on this telephone conversation. I can focus on time with my girlfriends. I can focus on time with my children my career, there's so many things that I can focus on, and I don't have to focus on things that he is better than me at. Some things he's better, and some things he he should just do anyway. He may not be he may not be able to do it better than me, but he's doing it. And so that I am happy for. I'm that I'm happy the fact that he can do it. So what if he fails, or what if your man fails? Can you at some point jump in? I think sometimes we tend to jump in, but jump in in a clever way. Not the whole, you know, uh-uh, move over, move over, I got this. <laughs> no, you cannot do it. See, I let you do it, and you're just not a leader. I, I knew it already. I told my family and friends, forget it. I just always yeah. got to do everything. So, no, you cannot go that way. You have to, in that moment, say, okay, this is not working out for me. Like, he is just screwing up. We were supposed to be there an hour ago, and guess what? He has us in another and I so at that point, you offer your go back to your loving, kind words, like, babe, you know, I see you've been trying really hard, and if you don't mind, I do have some advice that may that you know that may be beneficial. So it's a way, but you know, it's the relationship that you have with your man, and it's a way of saying those things and still getting what you want. That's why in the beginning, you know, I talked about how it's really empowering yourself. That's why I gave it that definition. It's empowering yourself to be wise. So at that moment, when you feel like you want to jump into a leadership role, say, I need to empower myself to be wise. What do I know about life? What do I know about people? What do I know about myself? If I use this word with him, oh, my gosh, all heck breaks loose. If I use this word, it's going to put a smile on his face. Or if I say it this way, he's going to surrender to me in five more minutes. I mean, use your wisdom. Well, this has been an interesting, interesting show. I certainly have appreciated everything you said. I actually agree with um I can't think of anything you said that I don't agree with, um, but I do know that I've had some really kind of funny conversations around this whole topic. So hopefully our listeners got to chuck a lot of it and learn something as well. Listeners, I do encourage you to get a copy of Dr. Smith's book, You Are More Than What Meets the Eye, The Independent Woman's Guide to Becoming Wifely Material. It really is a very good read. And rethink some of your notions about what your spouse or significant other owes you. So until next week, this is Fiwa saying go in peace and in all your relationships, empower yourself to be wise. Thank you for joining us on The Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle The Speedway Show. Until next week, live well, live fully, and love deeply.